Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Really double seven. Welcome everybody to the Really Double Seven podcast. I'm Tom Pickup, and we're here for this special interview with Susie Vanner, who appeared as a Bond girl in the iconic pre-title sequence of one of our favourite Bond films, The Spy Who Loved Me. Now, you can watch all our interviews on our YouTube channel and you can listen to them as well on iTunes and Spotify. So please subscribe and leave a lovely review if that's at all possible. And on social media, we're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and you'll find plenty of silly interactions between Bond fans all over the world. Now, with me today, I have esteemed, really, 007 contributors. I've got John and I've got Math, who are both... Well, we're both really excited to chat to a real-life Bond girl. Good evening, Jen. Yeah, good evening. Good evening to you, Susie. Hello. Yes, How this, are you? This is Susie. We're here with Susie. It's, it's great to have you. And, and Susie has had a, a colourful career, really, in TV, film and music. Uh, more lately, she's gone back to the music. So we, of course, Bond fans, we know her best as the, uh, the log cabin girl in The Spy Who Loved Me. But, uh, yes, Susie, what... How exactly did you get into films or was it was it music that first first got you going? Well, it was the music first of all. When I was 19, I I I landed a contract with RCA Records. They were called RCA at the time. I recorded three singles, you know, A A M B size six songs with a writer and producer called Chris Andrews who had written and produced quite a few songs with Sandy Shaw and they'd become hits. So, right. um he he sort of finished writing for her and he was looking for another girl to write for. And, well, I mean, he chose me. So yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's, that's the beginning of my story in, um, in the entertainment world, really. Um, and I absolutely loved 
loved working in a recording studio and recording. And then I went on to do session singing for a few years. So, yeah, singing was really my first love. That's incredible. Who did you session for then? I did sessions for everyone, really. Um, I really can't remember all the names now. Lots of groups in the in the late 60s, early 70s, this was mainly. Blue Mink, I think, was one of them. You know what? I really can't remember. But it, <laughs> I didn't stop working. I didn't yeah. stop working. And um, I, formed, I formed my own session singing group. We were three girls all around the age of 19. So it was quite a, a sort of a first because most of most session singing groups are, you know, a little more um, advanced in their ages. And uh, we, we were getting, we were landing all the work because I suppose, you know, the uh, the groups thought we were, or the, the bands and the singers that we were, and the producers that we were working for, um, we were very, very, um, we had amazing voices to blend, you know, with the harmonies. And I'm, I mean, I didn't even read music. I just, I'm just a person that can really go to a harmony before a, a lead vocal, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we picked things up really quickly and got the sessions done really quickly, and we ended up earning lots and lots of money, which was basically what I needed at the time. Because when you are recording singles, you don't earn any money until they are hits, hit records. So, yeah, so that it was brilliant to do that, you know. And that's when I met my photographer, first boyfriend, who was a photographer, and he introduced me to Hazel Malone, who was my film agent. And that's right. how it all started. Is there quite a link between all these industries at the time, you know, in, in, in London especially? Well, it was all London. It was all to do with London. I'd left home from Romford, you know, when, when I was 21. And I was living in Notting Hill, Holland Park. And, uh, you know, I was I was trailing around with my, with my photographs and going to all the castings and, and thinking that I would always be singing. But, of course, I couldn't combine the singing with the acting because... You, know, you didn't know when you were when you were going to be filming. If you if you landed a job and audition, and then you know, then I couldn't take on the singing. So I thought, well, I'd always go back to it. But as life sort of continued, it didn't seem that I would go back to it as soon as I thought. And of course, thirty something years later, yeah, I've gone back to it. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, so what? What yeah. sort of made you get back to it? It's only been what in the last five years or less, is it? Yes, yeah. Uh, well, I met I met Kippa at, at a charity ball, and uh, where there were uh, I, it, uh, my husband and I belonged to the Shooting Star Charity, which is a beautiful charity for yeah. hospices, children's hospita- hospices. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on Simon Cowell's table. And he put me next to uh, a lovely gentleman who I was chatting away to all evening and turned out to be Kipper Eldridge, the Grammy Award winning record producer. And he actually, yeah, and he, that's how I met him. And he, he, he actually, unbeknown to me that evening, had um, a a prize for auction, which was to have a day with Kipper Eldridge recording Song of Your Choice. And, you know, he would give you lunch at his home in Hazelmere in the country where he had a studio um, which was in a barn near his house. And um, my husband put his hand up and we both, we both got, the, got the prize. And therein lies the, the beginning of my singing career. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I know. My whole life has been fate, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been luck and fate and being at the right place at the right time, you know. Just when I, just when I wanted to go back to singing, it, it sort of happened just by chance and meeting Kipper. I mean, we just work so well together. It's just amazing. He's a fabulous, 
fantastic man and a very talented producer, as you may or may not know. He mm. he's a Grammy award winning record producer, and he he worked with for working with Sting for three years. He he won a Grammy, and uh, he's worked with lots of well known you know singers, and yeah. he's very. Very clever, very, very talented, but very humble at the same time and very funny. Right. <laughs> yeah. A bit on the side, um, Susie, um, I work in the Christian music industry and he oh, yes. uh, he Kipper's produced an album from a, a boy, a man called um, Matthew McCauley. And oh, yeah. Very, and absolutely super production, just completely changed the the dynamic of Christian music really moved it towards a kind of folky sound in what he did. Very, very sting influenced. Uh, so yeah. I can only, I could only agree with what you're saying is that he is yeah. absolutely superb. Yeah. He's a one-off. Yeah. And I just feel very honored to, I very just, just, I can't believe my luck in meeting him really. Cause he's become a, a real friend as well you know, in wow. my life. Yeah. He's just lovely. Unfortunately he's living in Bali at the moment, which is, quite a long way away from London but he, nice <laughs> he manages yeah. to get over and yeah he manages to get over and work with me on my well first of all my first album he wasn't in Bali he was still here um but then my second album he's managed to come over a few times and and uh, you know do the album with me which we've just finished actually oh, wow. two weeks ago so yeah so how does it go from you know an, well winning a prize to actually hang on this is something we could do properly you know and record songs yeah. and albums. Well, I phoned him. Actually, I'd left it about two years before I phoned him because I'd forgotten that I'd won this prize. And, <laughs> you know, like, as life goes on, you kind of, you know, I, I, I was having a wonderful um, life with my husband and my son. I, I'd completely forgotten. Then um, something happened in my life which made me realise that I should be singing, you know. And I, a friend of mine who's in the music business, a wonderful girl called Pearly Gates, and she is in the flirtations and she she said to me look susie you've got to phone that that guy that you you know that, that producer you that you got a prize from because you know you know you love singing and so i did i actually did i picked up the phone i was a bit embarrassed i said do you remember me and he said of course i remember you yes of course you can come we'll do it you know i just just choose a song and well anyway in the end i chose two songs and I was very excited to go and do this because I because I knew that he didn't know that I could sing and I didn't tell him. Um, so um, <laughs> it was it was really it was, yeah, it was really it was. funny. Yeah, and I also said I also phoned him first and I said, "Do you mind if I do two songs?" And he said, "No." He said, "Don't worry, I'll I'll, um, I'll help you get the key and then I'll I'll write a track for you before you get to see me." And he came to my house and we found the key to the two songs and I could tell that he was a little bit worried that I would end up finishing two two songs in one day but but I did and he was so well I suppose impressed you might say yeah. <laughs> that um that he said so I'd like to do an album with you and that's how it all started wow mm. uh, <laughs> so so he 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 offered to to do an album with you then is so. yes yeah 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 he wanted to that's work fantastic. with me yeah, and and we we kind of hit it off, you know. As a, we we just we just didn't stop laughing. I I took my friend Vi, who was who was a member of the flirtations, as I said, I took her with me, and I think he was a bit worried, you know, about me taking a friend, thinking, oh God, you know, maybe she can't even sing, you know, and she's taking the friend for courage. And when Vi, when my friend walked in, there was a there was a poster of the flirtations on the wall, and she said, ah, she's from Alabama, ah, that's me, that's me, that I'm on the. 
did you work with did you work with the flirtations have you you know and it was so funny because kip was kip immediately struck a chord with her and and him and him with you know him with her and her with him and everyone got on we had a great fun we had a wonderful day and she's been with me all the way as well with it so um yeah she's a great she's a great friend you've recorded some some great songs i know you've done some covers and then you've done some originals and yeah. You've got quite a few video music videos as well. I have, really? yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been very uh, it's been great for me because I've managed to get the acting into the videos yeah. as well, you know. So <laughs> Yeah, and it's been like getting getting back into a studio films, you know, with a film crew has been great because I've missed it. I cried a river Ride a river over you. I've got to ask you about one song because I know you've recently done a, a version of, well, the Spy Love Me song that nobody does it better. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. that was my manager's idea. He wanted me to do it. And yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure whether I should, but nobody Kip made me sing it in a certain way that is so different from Carly, Carly oh, is, Simon. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so um so it kind of worked i think really yeah that, that's that's mm. great and yeah obviously we we love that film nobody does it half as good as you baby you're the best i mean going back to the acting how did you come to be cast in the spy love me <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to ask. Yeah, me. well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I suppose my agent probably sent my biog and my pictures to Louis Gilbert and Cubby Broccoli, you know, on productions. While I was out in Madrid, I had a lead part of a in a Spanish movie, and um, you know, I'd done a lot of other work, so um, it, which which had become quite impressive. So she sent everything along to the casting directors, and I was. And then, you know, when I got back from Madrid, she she phoned me the very next day and said, darling, darling, I'd like you to go and see Louis Gilbert at Pinewood Studios. Oh. And I said, what for? And she said, well, it's for the next Bond movie. And of course, I said, really? <laughs> and she said, yes. So um, there I was the very next day. I, I was actually felt quite confident because I, you know, just come back from having a lead part in a, in a movie anyway, and um, which was amazing. I was there in Madrid for 10 weeks and I just got back and I walked into that. Um, room to see Lewis Gilbert and um, we just again we hit we hit it off and we just carried on talking a lot and um, and he, at the end of the discussion he said well Sue I'm I've got two parts for you uh, that I'm interested in you in and I'm going to think about it when you leave and I'm going to phone yeah. your agent you know when you get back so that was it I got I got one of the parts anyway and I en ended up the log cabin part <laughs> what, what, was, what was the other part <laughs> It was the part, it was actually the part that Eva Roy Bestreya played, just sitting oh, at a desk on oh, the phone. Wow. Yeah. So, so I think I got the better part, really, don't you? Mm. I do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, but you, well, you were both, you were both on the Russian side, I'm afraid, weren't you, in the end? Yes, we yeah, were. Yeah. yeah, we were. <laughs> but but oh, I, well. was, I was rolling around a fur rug by a log fire. With you were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me. That's incredible. Was that at Pinewood Studios? Yes, it was at Pinewood yeah. Studios. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and the set was amazing. I mean, it, it looked, as you probably can see, it looked very oh. real. Yeah. We've just done a special on Ken Adams sets and set, you know, the lighting and everything in that film. It's just so, it's so iconic. And yeah. Well, that one is you know, do, <laughs> it, are you serious when you say it's one of your favourites? It's my love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Because Cubby, Cubby Broccoli, the producer, sort of let us all know, all us actors that were in it, that he wanted it to be the best James Bond film ever because yeah. it was the mm. first one he was doing without Harry Saltzman, his partner. Yeah, yeah. They'd fallen out, do you remember? Yeah. Uh, yes, so, well. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a big time for the Bond franchise and it was like... Yes. They put yeah. everything into it, didn't they? Like it was everything, going to be better. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think I think the ski stump was one of the best, don't, don't you? Oh I mean, yeah, he's yeah. falling and falling, and <laughs> and then yeah. it just goes very quiet, and all you can hear is the wind. And it, yeah. I think that's quite spectacular, actually. In fact, well, um, I was asked to do all the uh, promotion tours all all around the world, you know, South America, Australia, right, Japan, yeah. South Africa, and then um, yeah. So it was incredible to um, go to all the premieres that's what we did you know like a traveling circus really all the television yeah. interviews radio interviews all over those countries and then we would turn up at all the premieres and when we were in that audience um, we would watch that scene and then the whole audience would stand up and clap and cheer when oh. that when stunt was on it was amazing just spectacular yeah yeah it was just spectacular Prince Charles did didn't he apparently stunning ovation from him <laughs> For me. <laughs> I, I don't know, was it? Yeah, apparently, yeah. yeah. I think I think he'd see either he'd seen it at Pinewood earlier. You know, he was shown a rough cut. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Along with you know the the gold finger with the laser beam, it's probably the most famous in, you know scene of, of them all, isn't it? So just just to be a part of that is, is amazing. You you couldn't have known that when you were filming all this, could you? No, no, no. I didn't know any of it. No, not really. Oh well, I had. I mean, I had the script, but I didn't. I didn't know how that ski stunt will go. You know, and it was yeah. just brilliantly done. Wasn't it? I mean, all the movies now have sort of moved on to be total special effects and yeah, I know. Stuff. <laughs> so, oh, Every second, but I, I think, I mean, though in those at that era, it was there was a lot of tongue in cheek and humour, which they've kind of lost a bit now. And I and I I think I preferred a bit of humour in them because you know it's more it's more like having a relaxing evening rather than a coming out of the cinema feeling a bit stressed out, isn't it? Yes. You know? yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, Susan. we we completely agree. Um, oh, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> yeah, but what was it? One of our co-hosts he described watching a James Bond film as like putting on a nice warm woolly jumper by a cozy fire. It gives yes. you that nice feeling, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I take I take it you've seen No Time to Die then. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but don't get me wrong. I think I love Daniel Craig. I think he's yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. amazing. It's that it's just that they've changed the they've changed the direction of them, really, haven't they? You know, to be yeah, yeah. to be very thriller, you know, more thriller, more more wicked thriller, and I don't know. It's yeah, never mind. 
<laughs> yeah, whereas, of course, for um, for The Spy Who Loved Me, that was the one which really put Roger, you know, in, in the in, in the best possible mode that he could be as as James Bond. So I just wondered whether you'd be able to tell us about about working with him and, and, you know, when you met him, whether you met him beforehand, whether there was any rehearsals or anything like that. Well, no, I hadn't met him beforehand. And also there were no rehearsals for, for the actual oh. scene. And so um, the first person I saw, well, I saw, you know, my, my makeup people and everything, and I had my own dressing room with my name on it, which was oh. so fabulous. That's <laughs> in my studio, very grand. And then I, I got a knock on the door and it was Lewis Gilbert, the director. And he said, and he, he wanted to go through the scene with me, just telling me, you know, how it was going to be and everything. And then, and then I was led onto the set. And when I arrived on the set, there was Roger lying on the floor, you know, where, <laughs> I, was be, where I was supposed to be, with another woman underneath him. <laughs> and, I, and I stood there. I mean, I must have been so naive. I stood there and I thought, oh, God, I mean, they've changed the scene or something and someone else has taken over from me or maybe there are two women that are making love to Roger. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was my stand-in. I had a oh, stand-in yeah, yeah. for the lighting and I'd never had that before. It was amazing. Wow. <laughs> so grand, isn't it? The, the effort, yeah. The, the scale yes, of the production. Oh, the scale of it. I mean, working for that, the whole Bond team, it's like you are you are then part of their family and they treat yeah. you just so beautifully and everything was done so professionally and wonderful, kind. They're all kind. And, you know, it's like being part of a family, as I said. It's wonderful. When I did, when I did the promotion tours, I went with Cubby Broccoli and Richard Keel, you know, the, the jaw, oh, the play yeah, jaw. Yeah. yeah. And um, and then Cubby took his son, uh, who was part of the uh, family, you know, that he worked as well with Eon Productions. And it was just like, a I don't know, it just was the whole thing was, I even had my birthday there in Japan. We went to Australia in Japan as well. Oh, and uh, yeah, I had my birthday in Japan. And they, they did a special birthday evening for me with a cake, cake and everything. It was wonderful. Something that everybody says, who we, we've spoken to quite a few people there, a few actors and, mm. and John Glenn we've spoken to. And, and they all yes. say it is that family and that yeah, Cubby's yeah. the father figure, isn't he? Yeah, he was so kind. He was really a lovely, kind man. Yeah, great, great times, really. Yeah. So going back to Roger, then, yeah, what, what, what's he like? I mean, he, he seems like a joker, but is he? He's, he's a gentleman as well, isn't he? Yes. Oh, totally. Um, very <laughs> respectful, very gentlemanly, lovely to work with, very easygoing. Crack jokes the whole day, so I was in. Yeah. <laughs> <And, laughs> um, but obviously, you have to be very professional and pretend that you're, you're, you're. Um, you know, I mean, it's supposed to be a, a romantic scene. So. Yeah, it was it was just you know incredible. It was incredible fun, incredible, and but also, but also very exciting. You know, to work with those sort of people. You had the gadget, of course, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the ticket yeah. tape and all that. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's happened? Where are you going? Sorry, darling, something came up. Yes, yes, the, 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 the watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and you know there was a lot of there was a lot of stopping and starting because the gadgets go wrong every now and again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't, <laughs> don't work as well in real life, I assume. No, no. Well, you're not tempted to uh, take some ticker tape as a souvenir. Uh, <laughs> as a memento. No, the, uh... no. I I wanted to take the white mint coat, but I you know oh. obviously that that wasn't offered to me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky actually. I did, you probably know this, but. In the novelization, you, your character has a name. Yes. You're said to be a French KS, KGB agent called Martin, Martin. Blanchard. Or something. That's it. Is Martin. that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But they unfortunately they didn't give me that name in the end, did, they? I know. did they? They just they just called me Log Cabin Girl. Yeah. <laughs> what was your name in the script, Susie? Log Cabin Girl. Log Cabin Girl. They've got they've got a record of doing this. The, I don't remember in Oxford, the two circus twins, the identical twins, Mishka yeah. and Mishka. In the cast, in the credits, it just says twin one and twin two. Oh, no. <laughs> so they've got previous for this, yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. What was Lewis Gilbert like as well? Because, again, he seems like such a lovely guy, a real gentleman. Oh, he, a real gentleman, so kind as well. I mean, funnily enough, he lived near me in Nottingham, in oh. Holland Park. So um, I always walk in Holland Park every morning and I would pass him sometimes in the street and and he would chat to me and ask me how I was doing. You know, this was after the movie. And working with him was a dream. You know, he was very, um, very softly spoken and just got on with the job, you know, in a wonderful way, really. I mean, the lighting mm. was amazing, wasn't it? And everything was directed beautifully and yeah, I mean I have a very high respect for him and very sad when he passed away. Did you keep in touch with the, the Bond family much over the years? At the beginning yes I saw them a few times and um, I bumped into them having they were having dinner in San Lorenzo one evening and Barbara Buck came running over to me and said oh come and come and see everybody you know we miss oh. you and all this. Yeah so things like that were happening but um, obviously I, I, I didn't come back i mean they didn't repeat my part or anything <laughs> my mom was very upset about that well sure <laughs> <laughs> no, just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding when you go into that do you sort of think of a background for your character or anything like you know when you're approaching the scene well it, if i'd have had a bigger part yes obviously yeah. i would have i would have gone into it but you know it was it was just a, a small a small scene so i didn't have to really i just had to act 
obviously as though I was a spy and and be a little bit um, devious. You, you lived as well. <laughs> yeah. As far as we know. <laughs> well, as far as we know, yes. Yeah. I mean, you never know, do you really? <laughs> oh, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. For what, as you said, is a small part though, Susie, it, you must mm. be so proud that, you know, you set up one of the most significant lines in the whole series mm. in terms of... <laughs> Roger Moore Which saying, one? So, Which well, one? when you said, but James, James, I need you. James, I need you. <laughs> oh, wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> so does England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pinch oh, yourself, gosh. John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. What a shame. What a shame. Your name is not James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is my middle name. So. Okay. <laughs> but James, I need you. So does England. He has just left. He has just left. Over and out. Message received. We are waiting. Over and out. Yeah, so, yeah, it was it, it was so great. Yes, I'm very honoured that I'm a Bond girl, and I would say that I'm still having, I'm still receiving lots of fan mail. Can you believe oh, that? Oh, that's yeah. incredible, isn't it? Yeah, wow. there's a huge fan, cl- fan uh, club, fan following out there, you know, worldwide. Yeah. So um, I'm getting them from all over the world. And I, in fact, I went away for two weeks recently, and, you know, there were about 10 letters waiting for me just wow. recently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's testament to the impact you made, Susie. And and as we say, such an iconic opening and you know, and you, you made Yes, some... I know. I know, but but these people, these people, they actually know all of my career. They they've they've looked yeah. me up, uh, uh, you know, they've they've right. got hold they've got hold of me through the Bond film, which they loved, and then they've looked up all the other work I've done. So they've got pictures of me in all my other parts. Mm. And 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 when I've done a couple of signings, you know, only two actually. A lot of a lot of the other actresses, they do a lot of them, but I've done two. And I was shocked at how many people were queuing up to get my to get my autograph, you yeah. know. <laughs> there was a, a huge queue because I I hadn't done one before for years and years. So there was like a queue of a mile long. And and they were all from all different all different parts of the world. You know, they were from Japan, Germany, um uh, Australia. I mean they come from everywhere to, to yeah. meet me. I mean, what, what do you think it is that makes Bond so popular across the world? It, it is partly because it is British. It's so British. It's very British, but I think it's the glamour, isn't it, really? I yeah, mean, yeah. they love glamour. It's, I think glamour, the glamour of the Bond movies is, has always been there, hasn't it? You know, so... Uh, and the fact that it's... Yes, it's... it's they've, they've done so many now, haven't they, as well? Yeah. So... And I think I'm, I think all the, all the people in all the Bond movies are going to be immortalised forever. With yeah. the Bond movie, because they're, they're always going to be so iconic, aren't they? And yeah. so exciting. The next generation as well. We we make sure that our kids and we'll make sure that their kids will watch them because <laughs> it's yeah. A, oh yeah. I think the thing is that they will want to watch them because yeah, you know, yeah. if they read anything about them, it's a bit like well, it's not like Star Wars, but you know, there's like Star Wars, isn't they? They've got a huge fan base as well. So yeah. you know, anything that's got amazing effects and amazing exciting scenes and glamour and you know the whole thing i think will always be and and obviously there have been lots and lots of different bond movies um i think they will they will stay they will always be there you know yeah my, my son's four year old and i i'm 
I'm a bit of a nerd. I have all the little James Bond cars on my uh, on my shelf, and he just takes those cars off. And he, so obviously, I've got the the White Lotus. Yeah, the he, Lotus. Yeah, <laughs> and he'll just say, "Daddy, can you show me the clip of the Lotus?" So, wow. Uh, and it's like he he's not got the attention span to watch a full film. But even no. a four-year-old boy is wanting to see five minutes of something that is just so imaginative. Thrilling. Yes, yeah, and thrilling absolutely. and imaginative. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And the music, of course. The music yeah. makes them oh, yeah. iconic as well, doesn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so mm. good. Fantastic. <laughs> Would you say Roger's your favourite Bond, Susie? Of course, because yeah. I have to say that. But <laughs> no, I think he is anyway. Yeah, because I love, I, as I said, I love the tongue-in-cheek humour. Yeah. And I think he did that He did that best, really. He, did, he certainly yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something's just come up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... And of course, when yeah. you say, James, I cannot find the words, I can't do it as well as you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least you can do it a bit breathy. Come on. Oh, James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh, James, I cannot find the words. Well, let me try and enlarge your vocabulary. There's such immortal lines that they, they yeah. fit his bond, his wheelhouse, so perfectly. Let me enlarge yeah, your vocabulary. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then when I say, oh, J- but James, I need you. And he goes, and so does England. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a classic, isn't it? Oh, it's just... Uh, it is. In his, in his yellow ski suit, bright yellow Oh, that, yeah. Suit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, me. He does all right in that film, doesn't he? It was four or five. He women, does all right. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think every man wanted to be James Bond in that era. Yeah. Don't you? In those days, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, you want Bond to be aspirational, don't you? You you need to be a bit yeah. more fun. That's what we're saying, isn't it? Really. That, yeah. 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 You look up to him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there has to be there has to be humour in life, doesn't there? Otherwise, we'd all go mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> We've just done a really long review of uh, the Spy Love Me, and oh. it sort of cemented our love. I think a couple of us. It was the first film they'd seen after No Time to Die, and it it cheered yeah. us up basically. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a bit of escape. Oh, so Hi, this is Robert Dobby, and you're watching Really 007 Podcast. And today is the first day of the rest of your life. So tune in. But I could talk to you forever. Yeah, well, I mean, it be our guest, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> We'd love to I'm sure, to yeah. I mean, are there any other funny stories on set or anything like that that's happened? Well, just that I was very nervous because I was told I had to be, um, you know, I had to be semi-naked. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, but it was done so beautifully. I mean, obviously, there's a huge amount of crew on set and everything. And I just had a uh, um, a cover up and draped, uh, you know, around my sh- shoulders covering me up and snuggled under the, under the rug, you know, under the <laughs> fur rug quickly and um, noticed that Roger had red underpants on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
it sort of goes with his ski outfit. He's, he's had a red cap on, <laughs> yes. <he>? yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's brilliant. That is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Oh, brilliant. Did you... <laughs> you didn't laugh when you saw. <laughs> no. No, because I, I was actually quite nervous. Yeah, yeah. Just to begin with. I mean, I was only in my 20s and I. Yeah, yeah it's like I had I had done loads of other work. I'd done loads of TV before before yeah. that, um, and I'd even had a, a, a lead part in a BBC series. And you know, I'd done a Count Dracula. I did with um, Louis Jordan and Frank Finlay. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I worked, worked with some amazing people and amazing directors, Adrian Lyon and uh, Richard Scott. I'd worked with on a on a cheese commercial. Funnily enough. Oh uh, wow! So, uh, yeah, yes. All right. Well, yeah, let's talk about those then. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, in in all those de- in those days, a lot of the um, top directors now used to work on television commercials. Yes, yes. I don't know, I don't know if that still happens now, but um, in those days they were they were really quite artistic. Yeah. And I had one that ran for seven years, Laundrette Lundre- Just Musk. Right. Um, yeah, and you know, obviously, you're getting repeat fees. So I did them in order to earn money, really. Because, That's great, isn't it? You know, yeah. You, you, yeah. Well, you never knew when your next job was going to be, but. Oh. You know, as I said, I was really lucky, and I was I was getting a lot of work, TV and film, anyway. But the but the commercials were incredible as well, because as I said, I worked with all these top directors, and it's amazing. You've you just yeah. mentioned two of my favourite ever directors, so Ridley Scott, yes. and Adrian Lyon, my word, and, and they're both English yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Most what, of my work was done in in Britain. You know, most yeah. of it, most done in Britain. Yeah. Do you have any memories of those, those guys? <laughs> oh, Adrian Lyon. Do you want to know a story about? Yeah, Adrian? yeah, definitely. Okay, I was doing a Cabris Roses commercial, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> very glamorous. I was playing a nurse, and so I had a nurse's outfit on, and um, you know, in the morning, uh, so I had the wardrobe girl t- chatting away to me, and then she went, she went onto the set, and she said, "Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna put you, um, you're gonna start working any minute now." But Adrian has told me to just pop out and buy you some stockings, uh, black stockings, and suspenders. <laughs> so I said. Why? And she was laughing. She said, "Well, it's to, he's got this, you know, he just got this little fetish, and he'd like to imagine." You. <laughs> wow, dear me! <laughs> <laughs> and that was Adrian Lyon that did nine and a half weeks. I was going to so, say, yeah, his his films yeah. are quite raucous, aren't Se- they? Yeah. Sexy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that was that. But I mean, I just went, I just went, went with it, and thought, okay, oh, well, dear. if that's what he wants, then that's what he's going to get. But <laughs> he never saw them. He didn't see them. Obviously, he just wanted to imagine them under my nurse's outfit. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> Probably one going um, Yeah. Yeah. And then Ridley Scott, uh, the cheese commercial. I just think it's funny that Ridley Scott was doing a cheese commercial. <laughs> I was working it? for Ridley Scott doing a cheese commercial. And, and within, within a few years, he was doing all the all the top, all the the main, you know, huge yeah. movies. <laughs> With, yeah. And he's still, uh, so, they're both still working today as well, aren't they? Which is oh cool. yeah, both nearly yeah. eighty, maybe. I mean, that's amazing. And Louis Jordan, how is he? Because we love him as Kamal Khan in Octopussy. Oh yes, well he played Count Dracula, and yes. I was yeah. a and I was a bride of Dracula, which obviously they normally call a vampire, but they called a, called me a, a bride yeah. of Dracula. And and I had this amazing, beautiful costume, you know, Victorian looking bridal oh. dress. And I but I had to lie in a coffin in the middle of the night in the middle of the new forest and um <laughs> it was really quite spooky to film as you can imagine um, actually it was about midnight that we did that we did that scene and there were many scenes that were quite because it was philip savile i don't know if you've read anything about philip savile he was a bbc director but he was quite eccentric and a little bit mad and he would he would think of these amazing 
kind of amazing ideas to add to the to the storyline. And so, yeah, he 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 made me eat well, uh, bite into a baby as, oh. as a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it wasn't a real baby, a real live baby. <laughs> what was it though? What? How did he do that? I don't know actually, but I do remember being fitted with the teeth, and I had to go along to a dentist to be fitted for my, you know, fangs, <laughs> which, was, which was really, really weird. And they put the fangs in just before walking on the set, and they also had to fit me for the eyes, which are red. You know, when yeah, you turn yeah, into yeah. a vampire, eyes go red. And um, I had to be led onto the set because the, the, the red eyes that they put, that they fit you with, have only got a slit down the middle to make them look real. So you're just looking out of that slit and you can have, you're almost blind. So I had to be no. led onto the set to do, <laughs> to, do my, um, to do my part on various occasions. And yeah, it was just wonderfully done again, though. I mean... For, yeah. for a BBC production, it was three hour long, I think, or two, two and a half hours long, or something like that. And it's been shown quite a bit already. So, yeah. So with the teeth, you know what? Good. You can uh, sympathise with Richard Keel having to wear those teeth. Uh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was very interesting to do that. Really wonderful. Wonderful costumes, wonderful, you know, teeth and eyes. and. <laughs> right. So what next then, Susie? What, with the, the, the album's out soon? Well, the, al- the album is finished, just finished two weeks ago. Um, yeah. we're still, we've still got to master it. Kipper had to dash back to Bali. So um, his engineer, Mark Frith, is working on it with me to finish it completely within the next week. And then we're going to release a couple of singles first. We're not going to release the whole album. Yeah. Until maybe maybe the beginning of next year, because we want to hold it for a while and just release a few singles first. So yeah, it's going to be quite exciting, and I'm hopefully going to do a couple more videos and uh, promotion work for it. I'm going to do a podcast. That's what we're talking about doing now. Yeah, you know all those things. I'm hoping you'll like the new album. It's. Did you hear my first yeah. album? Yeah, you don't yeah, need to say yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I've heard I've heard quite a few of the tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my videos. Yeah. <laughs> Second album is I've got I'm going to I've wrote, I've written my own songs and wrote, wrote co-wrote them with uh, Judy Suk as well. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, and the, so they're new songs that no one's heard on the second album, um, but also some classics as well. So I hope you're going to like it. Yeah. What kind of genre would you would you say it was then? The new stuff. It's it's still jazz. Still yeah. jazz. Yeah. Yeah. I love jazz. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, will, we will certainly promote it on our yeah we will of course we will we'll really we'll really get oh it. you're yeah. lovely thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you and I hope you love it well we, um, yeah yeah if we, if we give it a review we'll say I cannot find the words <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> okay that's fine <laughs> no, no, no. because we're speechless at how great yeah. 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 Oh, you're lovely. Oh, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank lovely you, Susie. To you. It's been brilliant. Thank you very much. You know, yeah. I don't mind if you call me every week and we have a little chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm honoured to speak to you. I'm loving that you love the James Bond movies, and yes, and to hopefully speak to you soon. Really
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.